Hey! Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Slipstream. Some of the mental models and decision-making uh, tools and techniques that I've discussed on the podcast. This one's a little less business-oriented and a little more focused on just uh, making decisions in life. So uh, I'm going to cover two use cases. The first one I will start with is a friend of mine, uh, sadly, recently had to put his mother uh, into a nursing home. And he needed some assistance on how to identify what the best nursing home in his area was uh, to, to place his mother. So uh, right off the bat, you could do a lot of Googling. There were several data sources, uh, tons of information out there. There's all kinds of review sites, but it, you didn't really know who... Uh, was motivated and who owned what sites and how people got paid and all that stuff. So uh, we kind of decided by looking at the problem and talking about it to come up with a decision focused on data. So uh, the first step, as you'll hear, is, uh, is usually kind of a common thing, and that's establish the criteria. So in order to make the decision, we wanted to identify what would separate a good uh, nursing home from a bad nursing home. And so we set up several criteria, for example, um, how many physical therapists they, uh, the nursing home had, how many uh, hours per patient the, uh, the facility spent, in terms of nursing contact hours and physical therapy contact hours and how much of that was with a, a nurse versus a nurse's assistant. Um, and what were overall costs? We, we uh, also looked at what were, um, had the uh, place had any health uh, violations, health code violations, had there been any kitchen violations? Um, around the the food prepared for for the family members, and so came up with a list of about uh, I think there were eight or nine criteria uh, that we wanted to to rate and rank uh, each one of the nursing homes, uh, and we said okay we want um, we want to look at all the nursing homes that are within uh, let's say fifty miles of uh, my friend's home. And so that's what he did. So we started there. Uh, we used a couple of sales tools uh, and Google mapping. Um, but there are some sales tools out there that will let you look for businesses with certain SIC codes within a, a given radius. So we did that and that gave us a list of nursing home uh, facilities that were within the 50-mile radius of my friend's house. So that at least gave us a, a, a starting list of what companies uh, to look at. And to some extent, uh, my friend did go through and he looked at each one of the pages and just kind of got a feel for it while we continued to think about the data. So the next step was we identified our data sources um, so first we set our criteria, then we identify, you know, sort of our targets and then our data sources. So 
we took our uh, data sources. We, we were able to get some data from Medicare.gov. We pulled some data from uh, different web scraping off of different um, state and county uh, health inspection sites and, and some of the a uh, couple of other private sites that are specifically focused to nursing home care. There are some uh, uh, not-for-profits out there that release some of that data. We had to write a little bit of Python uh, web scraping data to make that happen, web scraping scripts. Um, and so we would run, we build our application and uh, we had the system run and, and get the data. Um, we got back some in JSON, some in CSV. Uh, we got some that were just kind of raw HTML scrapes. And so we took the next step, which is sort of uh, data cleanup. So making all that data into uh, some set of data that we could analyze. And uh, we actually ended up uh, converting everything to comma-separated values, CSV files. And then we parsed that again with some really quick Python uh, scripts. And that allowed us to generate some what ifs. So uh, we were able to use Python to uh, sort out these different nursing homes based on uh, the different uh, criteria that we had. And uh, then we set up a scoring mechanism. So we said, okay, uh, of all the criteria, these are uh, from 1 to 10, here's how important we thought they were, and we use that to create a weighted score. So just a little bit of Python code, again, not more than, uh, in all, when we were done, not more than about 100 lines of Python code uh, to, to do all the work, including the data scraping. So now, uh, now we did use some libraries and tools for that, but... Uh, so at the end of all that, uh, we ran our script and it analyzed our data. Uh, that narrowed it down to essentially three nursing homes. And uh, those all scored, based on the different criteria, uh, roughly the same. Um, so it was within a couple of points of each other and uh, really brought out the best nursing homes uh, that we could find. And from there, my friend simply uh, narrowed that list of uh, what starting there were there were close to 25 or 30 nursing homes down to uh, three. He uh, reached out and took virtual FaceTime tours of the nursing homes since everything was closed for COVID. Um, and he met with the administrator of each one of those uh, nursing homes over the phone and ask his pointed questions. And in the end, uh, he selected one of those nursing homes and his mother uh, has been admitted there. And happily, uh, the good part of that story is she's been receiving excellent care even during COVID uh, and continues to be well cared for, safe, happy, uh, and, and actually doing very well. So just a, another uh, example there of using real-life problem-solving skills, data analytics, uh, systems-based thinking in order to get to a solution to a real-life problem. So, um, moving to the second example of using the same process, essentially, 
have a friend who wanted to buy a home and they were going to uh, buy a house and they wanted to take a look at uh, a large number of houses and sort of identify uh, the house that might be the best fit for them. And so the first thing we did, we kind of talked about the same thing. We, we sat down, we kind of talked about a little bit of criteria, like where, uh, where do you want to live? Um, what makes a, a good house versus a bad house? And we sort of set up again about eight to 10 criteria, uh, things like the number of bedrooms. Uh, it needs to have uh, this set of amenities. Um, we want it to be in a neighborhood where um, the average uh, school grade is is X. Uh, we wanted to they wanted to make sure that they weren't in a flood zone. Uh, they wanted to look at a, a band of what property taxes would cost. Uh, they had to have the availability of high speed Internet and so on and so forth. So they ended up with about uh, almost a dozen criteria. And so then we took the next step and started to look at uh, targeting. So uh, once we had that down, we, we said, OK, where can we get some data? And we profiled and identified a set of data sources, for example, information from D from Zillow, uh, information on schools from various uh, state websites that rank uh, school districts and rate and reveal their test score test scores. Uh, we found uh, an ability to scrape some of the uh, tax information from the state tax sites. And again, we wrote a few lines of Python to help uh, stand up and automate this process. And uh, these folks, they wanted to monitor the real estate environment for about 90 days to get a feel for what was a fair price for homes that met their requirements and such. And so together we started to tweak out the scripts and each day the script would run and it would gather some uh, some data and as new homes came on the market, it would pick those up and it would profile them using the same algorithm. So again, what did we do? We set up our criteria. What What is uh, a good home versus a bad home? We looked at our data sources. We started to draw from our data sources, and then you guessed it, what's next? We set up a scoring mechanism where we could score the different variables and identify uh, a weighting system. And in this case, uh, we did have some things where it had a kind of unique challenge. So homes would come on the market and uh, they had to be added to the data set. And then homes would be sold or uh, they would go into a pending state, like someone had made an offer on the home and it had been accepted. Maybe it wasn't sold yet. Um, and so that had to be tracked as well so that, uh, you know, they weren't getting focused on homes that somebody already had an offer on. So throughout that process, we, we wrote code to kind of clean the database as it went and it would remove homes and, and sort of set them aside as they went pending. And then if they Say if the uh, offer fell through, it would add them back in. Um, and they started looking at these homes uh, in data form. And then the ones that were scored the highest, they would actually take a look at. So they'd jump on Zillow and they would look at the pictures or take a virtual tour. And in some cases, they would get in touch with the realtor who was listing it. They would take a FaceTime tour of uh, the home. 
And over the course of about three months, they reviewed uh, more than a thousand homes. Uh, they narrowed that down to uh, around 300 that they were actually really focused on. And then the scoring kicked in and they made a short list of roughly 30 homes. Uh, they took virtual tours of about a half dozen. And eventually, uh, now, of course, they've purchased a home and are in the process of, of uh, moving in and, and starting to get acclimated. So hopefully that story also has a happy ending and they really love uh, their new home. So, again, what, it, what happened? That's the same kind of workflow. Set up your criteria. Identify what it is that separates good from bad. Identify what your data sources are. Where are you going to get your data to make your decision? Take a look and sample that data. Clean it if needed to get it into a usable format. Establish some form of scoring mechanism so that you can easily sort the data or score it or make sense of the data so that you don't have to look at every record. And then essentially use that data to drive the decision-making process, whether that's a FaceTime tour of a home or a phone call interview with a potential client or uh, an interview with the administrator of a nursing home or a FaceTime tour of a nursing home, et cetera, et cetera. And you can apply the same process over and over again to just about any kind of data-driven decision-making that you want to do. It's sort of the mental model du jour that you can apply to just about any problem. Now, you can apply the same thing to customers, for example, for a business. So what, what happens there? Well, the first thing we do, we sit down, we profile what makes a good customer versus a bad customer, establish our criteria. Then we go out, look for data sets. How can we find these kinds of customers? Where can we get the information needed to identify good customers versus bad? Once we've got that in place, we sample the data, gather some of the samples, and then we stand it up so that we, we are gathering the data and processing the data. We have to clean the data up. We do. And we establish a scoring mechanism so that we can focus on the customers that are likely to lead the highest return. Once that happens, we now have a scoring process in place. Maybe this is an ongoing system. It's bringing in leads. It's gathering new companies or finding new leads, new verticals. It's bringing us in scored leads. And we're taking that and dropping it into our sales process, uh, whatever that might be. But just another, uh, another use case for this mental model of decision making. So... What's nice about this is once you get used to working in that space and, and using the methodology, uh, the same mental model applies to many problems. And so you can very quickly use it to solve a wide variety of issues with uh, not too much technical skill. You could probably learn uh, what you needed. Uh, if you've got any programming background at all or logical thinking background at all, uh, you could probably learn enough Python to do that workflow in a couple of days, let's say three to four days, maybe a week tops. So uh, very useful approach, fantastic way to uh, do anything from choose cameras to nursing homes to buying your next house to looking for your next prospect, maybe looking for your next job. Uh, great processes, lots of that data is available. So let me know if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. As always, I'm at LB Houston, that's L-B-H-U-S, T-O-N on the Twitters. 
uh, feel free to hit me up there or any of the social networks, and uh, you can usually find me pretty easily. So all that said, it's still a beautiful sunny day. The birds are still chirping, and I'm going to call it quits. I hope you're having a great day. Thanks for checking in on the Slipstream, and until next week, stay safe out there and have fun, folks. Be good to one another, and for heaven's sakes, wear a mask, wash your hands, and stay six feet away from people you don't live with. That's the the uh, course du jour of the day in these COVID times that we're living in. All right, stay safe. Take care.